All right, all right, I'm back with an old, old friend. So when I first started doing, uh, when I got into sport journalism, I was at uh, this area called Cool Radio. And so eventually, I don't, I don't know how to show this, the show got a little bit popular. And eventually guys like Steve-O, DJ Steve-O, and Richie started to, start, started to tune in and started to join the show, which, was, which became awesome. And the shows were exhilarating and funner. Um, I'm, we've, I'm, we had live debates inside of a small radio room and it was a fun time. And they would go on Twitter and we would, we would, uh, we would stream it on Twitter and have these, these, these huge comment sections. And so it was, it was extremely fun. So right now I got my friend from college, DJ Steve-O, uh, who has his own YouTube channel now, which everybody should go check out, which is really delightful. I love it, bro. Um, uh, keep it up. I'm so glad you're finally using your basketball mind, your basketball knowledge. Sorry. It took a long time, but we're here. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's good to have, thank you again, man. But I've seen you been grinding. You've been everywhere. Just uh, the growth has been crazy. Just seeing from where you first started and where you're at right now, it's incredible to say the least, man. So, yeah, just proud of you. But, of course, you know, I felt like, you know, we talked about basketball so, so many times, and this is a, a sport that I love, and I feel that I have a lot of knowledge and a lot of insight that I can give to people, and they can hear different viewpoints from um, from my standing and other people's standings, of course. So I feel like a YouTube channel would be a great way to just go ahead and broadcast that. And I started back in uh, the end of January. And since then, I've uh, I've had like close to around 30 videos. I have a couple of videos that have already hit over a thousand views, slowly building up right now. So right now we're just, you know, the NBA playoffs are happening. So we're just going to continue putting out content, you know, how to check in with my boy, Zach, you know, some crazy things have been happening. So we have to go ahead and talk about that. Yeah, of course, man. Uh, you know, we started talking. And we used to always have these. We used to have these fantasy. Uh, uh these draft tape. These, we had our. Hold on, we had our draft fantasy uh, parties at Moody, and we would discuss yeah. basketball all the time. Yeah. And, and I remember Kenise would coming in and drive everybody nuts, man. <laughs> to this day, yeah. he still does. Yeah, Kenise is a funny guy, man. I, I, whenever I'm on Twitter, I know we're always arguing, but yeah. he does have a great basketball mind for sure. He I does. never forget. He was he he was right. I remember. When uh, the Lakers traded uh, Kuzma, not Kuzma, Brandon Ingram and Lonzo, that season he said Brandon Ingram was going to be the better player. And we look at it now in 2021. He was right. He's like, he, he was right. He was right. So you got to give right. him his credit. We got to give him his credit. So That's the you know. only thing he's been right about. <laughs> he's been, he was yeah. right about the Rockies not making the playoffs. But, I mean, the fault yeah. to what I was going through, bro. Injuries affected us for yeah. not making the playoffs. So I don't know if I can, if I can give that to him. But – um, honestly, I want to bring it to a point what he brought up uh, a while ago uh, about John Wall to the Clippers. And so we'll talk about that at the end of the show. But right now, let's focus on the Lakers and Suns, which come on tonight. And of course, Portland and Denver and, and, and the possibilities of what will the what will the what will the offseason look like if they lose tonight, Portland and L.A. So, of course, we'll talk about the Lakers. So LeBron, right? Yeah, dude. Uh, you know, 2018 was a marvel. Was a marvelous year. We saw LeBron, you know, become this this ultimate dominant force, just by himself in the Eastern Conference. And it was the Eastern Conference, and he was able to lead this, you know, this team of yeah nonstop. It wasn't a great team. Yeah, it was. It was just rotational players that he needed, but which helped him. You know, they didn't help him. LeBron was really the, the main force, but got them to the NBA Finals, and. On, on pen and paper, the Celtics were a better team than the Cavaliers. It's just LeBron was so damn great. I mean, shit. I mean, 
he just he just took over the series. Yeah, I mean, he was the best player. I mean, the best player plays the best basketball. It's gonna be you're gonna be in a good position to win. But mm-hmm. LeBron had to do some crazy stuff in that 2018 run for sure. He had to. So it's different now. Uh, three years later, he's three years. Oh, he's three years older. He's 36. He had a he had an apparent ankle injury, which Solomon Hill took him out. I think it took him out. I don't know if it was on purpose, but <laughs> yeah, it looked dirty. It looked, it looked dirty. dirty. Yeah, it took it. He was out for about at least a month or so. Comes back. He's healthy-ish. Uh, you know, the Lakers were tied 2-2. But you can see, I don't know, in your opinion, in my opinion, I don't know if it's father time. I don't know if it will be the scapegoat. The reason why the Lakers lost was, was because LeBron wasn't 100% healthy, and he said that. Uh, or, you know, he doesn't have enough what he did in 2018, and that's when he, he depends on AD more, which is yeah. it's, it's looking pretty obvious. So what is uh-huh. your what is your opinion, bro, or your thought? I think that this run this year has just been plagued with due to the fact that the Lakers, again, their chemistry isn't all the way there. And this, you could talk about how the fact that starting off this season, having AD miss a lot of games, LeBron miss a lot of games, you still have to build that chemistry with your two best players playing with those guys who are behind them. And then when you talk about the injuries LeBron suffered right before, um, right before the season ended, that's another issue where I do believe that the Lakers win healthy. If a Lakers, a healthy Lakers squad goes up against any team in the Western Conference, they're going to be favored. But LeBron being hobbled, I don't believe that he's 100%. And due to the fact that the Phoenix Suns, I, I'm going to give credit to the Phoenix Suns because they're playing some really, really good basketball. You talk about just more energy on the offensive side, more energy on the defensive side. They're just playing better basketball than the Lakers. And I think that when I talked about the chemistry issue, a lot of times Frank Vogel doesn't know which lineups to put up in those stretches of the games. So there's times where he plays Drummond where he shouldn't play Drummond or times where he should play a certain guy where they shouldn't be played. And it's just the fact that when you haven't played as many minutes with the entire roster, it's going to be tough to figure out what to do. And I look at this series and the Lakers, first of all, the Lakers have never really had a good offense this year. They weren't a great offensive team. They built their back, they built their whole team around defense and defense is what they really hang their hat on. And in in this in this uh in this game against the Suns, the Suns are just exposing them when Drummond's on the court, uh, our guards aren't hitting shots such as KCP, Kuzma, Caruso. It's it's a really really tough series, and I think that if LeBron was hundred percent, these games would be a lot more competitive. But twenty eighteen was three years ago. This guy's thirty six. I mean, we understand LeBron James. A lot of people have him in as number one in the goat conversation. I have a number one, but it's it's just a tough situation right now. He's not hundred percent. The team isn't playing great basketball and your second best player AD is not playing. So it's very, very tough to, to say the least. I mean, is it is it obvious to say that is Anthony Davis the best player on the team? I mean, yeah, LeBron makes him go. And why with LeBron, they wouldn't be, they wouldn't be where they're at. And of course, this franchise right now, they wouldn't have that championship last year. But me, it's, it's almost vice versa. It swaps every now and there's days where I think if AD scores over 30 points, right, the game's over. I think AD will definitely, you know, yeah. um, we'll, 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 we'll get them a win. But LeBron makes the team go because of his passing, his IQ, mm-hmm. puts everybody in place. But you know, and at the age of 36, he knows how to still, you know, work the game because of his yeah. because, because of his IQ. Yeah. Uh, it's but, like it's like Brooklyn. You look at how Brooklyn has James Harden, KD, Kyrie. When James Harden didn't play the season in any games with the Brooklyn Nets, they were nine and nine. But we know that James Harden is a great player. And it's the fact that he's able to play make for those guys and get make it easier for Kyrie and make it easier for KD. Him being on the floor just makes everybody's game better. And LeBron, we know if LeBron the LeBron that we've seen and that we've known, we know that he can go out and get it, but it's going to be tough without your second best player. And if AD's playing, it may look like he's the best player on the court, 
but it's due to the fact that LeBron is able to help him help him in that offensive side, help him on the defensive side. But it's not a knock on AD at all, at, in, in any measure at all. But I just think that the Lakers are they're not 100 percent right now and they're not playing their best basketball right now. So it's just it's just a tough situation. And the Phoenix Suns are doing a great job. So, bro, I'm so glad it's recorded because you, you just gave James Harden a compliment. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's a long time coming. I'm not going to lie. I used to back in the day, I used to I used to, to bash James Harden a lot. And I to an extent, I I, I kind of I will say that when you get into start when you really, really starting to get into nba history and just looking into the game and really studying these guys what he does is almost it's not going to be replicated in the future We've and i think a lot of people eight years bro. yeah no nah, i feel eight that years i, I, mean, I that. was telling y'all this in 2018 y'all looked at me bash it crazy like <laughs> shut up like you don't know what you're talking about zach like, bro i was sitting there telling y'all james harden is ridiculous and we should have been 2018 champs i don't care what you think about lebron but in 2018 nah you guys would i think you guys would have won i think you guys probably would have won in 2018 just because the Cavs team just was not good it just wasn't a good team i think that the the only problem that i have with james harden is just the fact that it's like one thing i said about myself and i made this youtube channel i don't want to be biased when i say things i want to be fair when i talk about certain topics and it's like james harden I won't go ahead and start talking about the first few years as a Rocket star player because he's still building up to be a top five player like 2014, 2015, even 2016. But 2018, you're up 3-2 against the Warriors. And you and I, again, this is the Warriors, one of the best teams of all time. It's going to be tough to beat these guys. But you had an opportunity to win. You're up double digits and it didn't happen. And that's I mean, at the end of the day, that type of stuff is going to be held against you no matter how, how great you play just because. But I, I just think that James Harden, if he had to, if he had a championship, people would look at him very, very differently. And I actually put out a video about this as well, that this is an important playoff run. And he's already playing great against his Boston Celtics series. He did a great job. So it looks like this is the year. It might be the year for him. We'll, we'll see. We'll definitely it see. Be. It should mm-hmm. be. But yeah, back on the back on LeBron, I just, I just think we're going to use this as an escape goat of, you know, LeBron wasn't injured. That's why he wasn't able to beat the Suns because this, this Suns team is almost a reminder of the Celtics team in 2018. And Jason Tatum, I'm, I was saying this every day ago. Jason Tatum is a is a young version of uh, he was a, oh he's a much younger version of Devin Booker. And this is like I don't explain this, but it's basically like it's like playing like it's, it's playing at Jason Tatum a much a, a much improving and better Jason Tatum. Like yeah, so, I, yeah, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. I I think that the Boston Celtics in 2018 compared to this Phoenix Suns, I think the Phoenix Suns team is is way better than that Boston Celtics team due to the fact that. That team in 2018 was just super young. They didn't really have anybody to really, really guide them and tell them, like, oh, this is what we need. Well, they had Al Horford, but a majority of the guys on that team were very, very young. They didn't have a true leader. This Phoenix Suns team has everything that it needs. It has defense, it has shooting, and it has the great, the point guard, Chris Paul. And I think that, I mean, as much as we talk about the Lakers, I'm a Lakers fan, you know that. I'm a LeBron fan. I, I don't want to see them lose, but I got to give credit to the Phoenix Suns. It's just like, yeah. and that coach, Monty, Monty Williams, too, like, CP3, wherever he goes, he makes the team better. And I got and you gotta look at how the fact that DeAndre Ayton, who a lot of people before this series were asking questions about hey, is he even worth the number one overall pick? Is he even does his game translate into the games today? And then Devin Booker, how will he look into his first playoff series? You look at these guys right now, and they look like they've been playing in the playoffs for the past five years. They've been playing great basketball. And you add in Jay Crowder, who's been in there before, and the team just looks really, really good. And I just want to give credit to them because a lot of times we're going to talk about how the Lakers lost and how they shouldn't have made it, but they're playing better basketball right now. Just better basketball than the Lakers. 
They are. Whole. And um, I, I'm giving credit. I'm giving all the credit to basically yeah, my, Monty Williams done a great job. Chris Paul, even and they're and they're winning a series without Chris Paul, without uh, without 100 percent healthy of Chris Paul. You know, yeah. they're doing they're doing their thing. Devin Booker, he might have had a, a, a bad game or so, but still he's been able to, you know, recalculate yeah. and, and, and go off for other games in 34 and 20, 21 and the number 34. And he's been yeah, impressive. He's doing a good job. He's been yeah, prominent. He's, doing a good job. he's been yeah. prominent, and I and, and I love it. And I love it. And you know, um, we were all wondering what would Devin Booker look like against the Lakers in this first playoff series. He's done a great job. Um, yeah, you know, he's, looked, he's looked really, really good. They have a great chance to make it to the Western Conference Finals if they beat the Lakers. If they beat the Lakers tonight, they have a they, they have a really great chance. And then it's up, it's up from there. Like if the Lakers lose, the West is the West is you know it's the West is up for grabs. Um, yeah. And, it, it does. Uh, I just wish AD was healthy. That's all I really. I wish AD was healthy. It would. It would be. It'd be a little bit different. I don't think that it'd be such of a, uh, a one way street for the Suns. Because I think AD dropping thirty points in Game Two and Game Three really allowed people to know that AD, when he wants to really, really take over games, he can definitely do that. Yeah, he and can. It's just. It just. It's just unfortunate. He's just. He's dealt with injuries. We know he's an injury prone player, but it, it just comes to the territory with AD. So yeah, hopefully, it, Game yeah. Six. I don't know. It sets him back in where you know the 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 power forward position of all time. Like it sets him back. I, I can never give him, I can never put him over Kevin Garnett or Drake Nowitzki because they were yeah. always, because they were always healthy and yeah. they were always you were able to go to them and they can take over games. Ad, it takes social media to get on his ass and for him to play good <laughs> basketball. Yeah. But just yeah. but just to speak on this, Chris Paul and Dennis Schroeder are up, are up for contracts. So I read on Blitz Report today that he has a chance of getting a, a three year hundred million. Uh, three year multi uh, three year multi year contract, my fault. And it's, it's it could be worth a hundred million dollars. I don't know how he's gonna get that money, but it won't surprise me if the Suns give him that money. And then you got Schroeder who turned out 85 million, I think, last year, and only scored and scored zero points off of nine misses and was no help to LeBron and in, in that what game five? Was it was it game five? It was game it five. Was game, game five. I think he went over I think he believe he went oh for nine. nine. And I don't know yeah, how for nine. How you, I, unbelievable! It's it's it's. And you want a crazy. contract? You want you you want to be a max player, but you on you have no all stars. You have no uh, all NBA teams. You you go. You only have zero points in, <laughs> in, in in the biggest game of your career, and that was a big game for him. That was a big game for LeBron. I said, whoever wins this game, whoever like 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 Denver and LA and Portland and Denver. Uh, I probably said that wrong, but you know Portland and Denver. Uh, you know, LA and the Mavericks and the LA and the Suns, whoever wins those game, you know, those game six I and mean, then game fives, that can determine the series right there. Because yeah, the big, big I, game. I, I think, I think I hopefully the Mavericks close it out. Um, I don't, I think, I think it's, the, I still got Portland and seven. We're about to talk about them next. But Chris mm-hmm. Paul, is it possible he can get a hundred dollar contract? And it's possible. And you, and, and Schroeder just recently took the Lakers out of his Instagram bio. Is, is Schroeder done being a Laker? I think I'll start off with Schroeder. I think Schroeder did it to himself. And the only way he gets that money that he deserves, that he thinks he deserves, he has to play crazy in the next two games for the Lakers. I'm talking to like 20 points, 10 assists type games for the Lakers. Mm. Um, because he had the opportunity to get that 80 million, but he wanted to bet on himself. And I don't blame him for doing that. Any player can do that. That's that's your money at the end of the day. You got to get what you think you deserve. But from what he did in this playoff series, um, it just doesn't look like, he's going to get that money that he wants from the Lakers. I don't think the Lakers are going to re-sign him for that amount of money. Um, I don't, I, and taking out, taking out the Lakers from your bio, I, I mean, that's, that's just, that's, that's his own decision. I think you got to focus on the game ahead. The series is not over. You have another game to play. I mean, we focus in, you win this series, 
you guys can, who knows, still make a run. So I think you should just focus on that. CP3 situation, I think CP3 made a smart decision because in his last last year of his contract, he's making $44 million. And I don't think any team wants to deal with that $44 million hold on their, on their, on their cap space. And if he opts out, signs for a lesser deal, longer as well, I think that you give teams a lot more flexibility to go ahead and add more pieces to whatever team he goes to. I think that if he goes to Phoenix, which would be a, I think this is a perfect situation for him. Two young guys who are still getting better in Aiden and Devin Booker. That'd be a great situation for him. And it also gives the um, franchise, the front office, a lot of more opportunities to go ahead and see if they can add some more pieces to this team, because they understand that you have to get better no matter what you do. Cause the Western conference is from what we saw, the young guys this year are getting, are, are, are coming up. You got to figure out a way to stay con- competitive so you can get another piece, keep CP3, keep your core. That'd be a great decision for, by the Phoenix Suns if it's possible, if they have the cap space. But it has to start off with CP3 opting out of that uh, $44 million and signing for a lesser deal if the Suns can keep him. And if not, he can go to a different team and still give them some more flexibility. Do you think so? You're thinking you're thinking that Chris Paul did that to help the Suns out and and, and bring in more talent from the NBA to the West. I mean, to, yeah. to the Suns. I think so because if he what if he didn't want to, then he could just take his forty four million dollar contract next year and then just sign for another deal, the um the following off season. Because I mean, he's guaranteed that it's a I believe it's a player option. He can opt in and get forty four million dollars for next season, but and then sign again for another contract. Because I mean, I believe a team will sign CP three if he's there. If CP three is available and has not decided to retire, any team will take CP three because guys have played for longer and he's just he's just he's a guru when it comes to basketball. But yeah. him opting out, he, he's, he's a guru. He knows he knows how to find guys open. He knows how to lead guys. He knows how to get under people's skin. I mean, he's just that type of guy that you want on your team. And I think that if he's able to opt out, again, you give teams more flexibility to go ahead and make other moves. So it, it's a it's a I believe that Aiton, if he was drafted in 2018, I think they can. I think he has a team option again this year. So they have they have a lot of room to do things. They can do a lot of stuff uh, still for the Phoenix Suns or any team that he wants to go to. It's ridiculous. This man, oh, this this man can easily get a three year, hundred million, a hundred million dollar deal. That's crazy. At yeah. age thirty six, he could be an, and, and and again, he could deserve it because he's an All NBA. He might be All NBA this year. There's a chance. So yeah. it's 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 a possibility that he's that he's actually worth the money that you're going to go ahead and give him. So yeah. and we're seeing it from the playoffs right now. This guy, he, he's 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 a he's a he's a torment tormenting on the court. So all right. So next, so on to our next conversation, Portland and Denver. So here's my pick, bro. If if Portland, do, I have Portland in seven, but if Portland does lose this series, bro, I this is what I'm going to say. I'm going to stick to it. I think Dame is going to New York, and I think CJ McCollum is going to Washington's Lakers to to help to help out with Braun, and of course maybe you know possibly you know get rid of Schroeder or I mean Schroeder or Schroeder can sign for less, and and it'd be CJ, it'd be Dennis, it'd be him, LeBron. Uh, mm-hmm. AD and uh, of course Drummond, uh, two ADs. But I, I, yeah. I think if you know Portland should win this series, but Dame did the other night was ridiculous, fifty five points. Ridiculous, man. I thought he should have went for sixty, so they're able to win. But I think CJ McCollum has to help out. You know, you're there, you're eighteen points a game. You believe if y'all two it together, you can win a championship together. So I don't know what happened to him. I feel like he'll have a big night tonight, but I mean that game five was huge. I just think that the Blazers, I think that if they lose this series, Dame has to just go ahead and say, you know what, either get me somebody on the same level as, as on the same level of talent as me onto the Blazers or I'm gone. Because 
the thing that's going to work, I talked about this in like one of my last videos, a recap video, and I said Damian Lillard is one of those stars where when we look back at his career, people are going to use that against him that he didn't win a lot of awards. But we know that when we watched his game, he was one of the best point guards in the game. But we could talk about being a second best point guard right behind Steph. And it's tough because the talent that he has on his team offensively, they're there sometimes. And then when they're not there, it's literally Dame or bust. You look at Nurkic, who fouled out again in his series. CJ McCollum, inconsistent. And then you have other guys on the team who just aren't going to give you that scoring punch at times. And it's just tough because Damian Lillard is too good of a player to say, we got to respect the time that, that Damian Lillard has. And I think that if they don't win, if they lose this series, they lose tonight. I think that he should definitely think about opting out, like looking for a trade or demanding that they go ahead and get somebody on his level. Like if Kawhi, I don't know. And the thing is, it's Portland. A lot of people don't want to go to Portland to go play basketball, but it's, it's a tough situation. Um, CJ to the Lakers. I think that CJ would be, he'd be a night. I think he'd be a good option for the Lakers. If I don't know how to get him. I think it'd be pretty tough. I think, they, I don't know if he's a free agent this off season, but it's, no, I think Lakers they, they, they would trade. They would possibly make oh, a trade, trade. Trade. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, mean, you, I would definitely, you know, if I was a Lakers, I would definitely, you know, trade anybody. I would give you KCP. I would give you Thornton. I would give you. I don't think Caruso. He's a, he's a free agent. I would give you. Yeah. I would give you first round. I mean, I my draft picks. I would. I mean, dra- if I would, the Lakers have them, I mean, the no, Blazers I, too. If they got the rid Lakers of Dame, would give away. The, the Lakers would give away future draft, like future, future, like probably like what was the year is twenty twenty one. I would say like uh like what let's we'll say 2024 20, first round draft pick or a 25 first round draft pick yeah. or 20 or 23 even 23 will work out even fine but and because you know they if they win it if they're winning I mean they actually can go up they actually can go up this year's first round draft pick if they want to because they're, they're right in like what the 20s the 2023 you get a decent pick they could but I feel like if 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 the Blazers are gonna get rid of Dame or if they really really want to rebuild. Because they wouldn't trade CJ to the Lakers because they'd want to get something even better in, in, in return. So if they were trying to really, really build, like, rebuild their team for Dame, they'd have to send CJ to somewhere where they can get valuable talent. And I don't think the Lakers oh. have anything that the Blazers want. So I'm just thinking that if they rebuild, CJ, if they rebuild, it's going to have to be with Dame going somewhere else or I don't know. But we'll see after tonight. I think the Blazers will probably win tonight. It'll be yeah, a tough sure. matchup against the Nuggets because the Nuggets are – the MVP, they got the MVP Nikola Jokic, so yeah, it's going to be a tough game regardless. And it's surprisingly tough. For, I guess the series is because of him. They're in the game because of him. What, he had, what, 38 or 40 or night ago? Yeah, 30, that was 38. 38. 38. So, I mean, the, the, the guy's a baller. The guy's a hooper. Uh, it was funny to see Austin Rivers pray his hands up in the air. But, oh, yeah. um, that, was... <laughs> but uh, that was funny. But I, th- I think, you know, you know the, the Denver Nuggets are, are a good hole, and they're, they're really well coached. And that's why they're, you know, they're, that's why they're leading the series because – um, he don't like being called, you know, Mike. He likes being called Michael. Michael Malone is he's he does, he's done a fantastic mm-hmm. job with the organization. I mean, he's the perfect coach for the Denver Nuggets, and um, he gets all the credit. And that's why they're in the series because of coaching. And I'm that's what shocks me on why you know the the Hawks beat the Knicks and what the, the, the Hawks beat the Knicks in five, which makes no sense at all. Julius Randle didn't play good at all. I guess that's probably one of the re- reasons why. But you know, because they have a great coach in in, in Tom Thibodeau. So you're thinking yeah. what, at least seven games, six, seven game series, but you know Trey Young handled hand, hand this business the correct way. Yeah, I, I just think the Hawks that series it just came down to the it fact that me. yeah, it was surprising too because I honestly thought that series was going to go seven. It could go either way with the Hawks winning or the Knicks winning. 
But I think what really, really changed that series was the fact that Julius Randle just wasn't able to get into that same level of play that he had in the regular season, being the most improved player. And it really comes down to the fact that I just think that he it was a, it was a new experience for this guy. And I don't want to bash him, say like you know he's not a good player because he still proves to everybody that he's one of the best players in the league. He's a good power forward in the league, but that playoff basketball is a completely different atmosphere. You're going to see guys double you from different areas because they respect you from the offensive side. And again, the Knicks weren't a great offensive team this year. Again, they're like the Lakers. They hang their hat on defense. So if your best offensive talent isn't playing his best basketball, he requires most of the touches, most of the shots. It's going to be tough to win. And we saw Trey Young, their best player on, on the Atlanta Hawks. He played out of his mind. Is I mean, the craziest. I don't, I don't I don't think he's a superstar yet. I won't call him a superstar. I think he's well on his way. I think that he showed me some. He showed a lot of people something. I think if he makes another, if he somehow beats the Sixers, then we might have a conversation about that. But I will say what he did when the Knicks were giving a standing ovation for the for the for the uh, the New York Knicks right before the game ended, and then he drilled that three at the logo and bowed in at Madison Square Garden. That was yeah. that was. He's, he's, he's acting like the evil villain of the NBA, and I like yeah, it. I think he yeah. fits that role perfectly. I think that's that's what true Trey Young can be. But, yeah, he just played better basketball. When your best player plays their best basketball, you're in a better position to win. So the Hawks had them had it. The Knicks didn't. That's, that's really what it comes down to. He's every, he, he's every little kid's nightmare in New York. Yeah, like, they, they got nightmares kid, there in every, the box. Every New York little kid who watched that, the Knicks and Hawks series I understood the game of basketball. They don't like him very much. Yeah. I know he's a villain. Yeah, he's they a villain. Gonna, they, I, I yeah. wouldn't like him either. You know, if I was a kid. Yeah. But uh, you know, uh, uh, we just we discussed the Denver Nuggets and the Pool and Trailblazers uh, series. Let's get on to the last series. Of course, the Mavericks and of course mm. the Clippers. Man, Luka Doncic has been amazing. But that's a superstar. That's yeah. he's he's certified. He's yeah. certified. Brazingis has to play better basketball, bro. And that's oh. what it is. If they play better basketball, I think the series would have been over in five. But I think they should – this this should be a five-game series. They should have won game three. But I think Rick Carlos' problem was he pulled Luka too early in the in the quarters instead mm-hmm. of playing him to the last two minutes. You know, pulling him out at the two-minute mark or the 230 mark. You know, yeah. you're, you're going to play your best player to the last, what, the last two, three minutes of the game. Not the first five minutes to preserve him the rest of the game. Yeah, the last two minutes of every quarter, you want to keep him in there to, to give your team a chance. And I, I think I think it's what hurt them game three. But like I said, Porzingis, he's he's playing good basketball, but he needs to play better. It's like he can't take nights off. And that and, and, I don't. And, yeah, yeah. I don't. I just don't. I, the thing about Christos Porzingis, I said this a few a few months back to some some of my friends who are Dallas Mavericks fans, and I said the Dallas Mavericks are a great team. They got great offense. Luka Doncic is a superstar. But Christos Porzingis cannot be a second option going forward because he just, one, he's injury prone. Two, he's not as aggressive on the offensive side of the ball. And I spoke to one of my friends about this. I'll give him a shout out, Stephen Ogaga. Ogaga. So he t- I talked about it. I said, hey, why is KP so, he's, he's not aggressive. And he talked to me. He said, well, Carlisle doesn't want to give him any post-ups. And that's where he likes to feast, where his offensive game really, really is great at. And you look at it and it makes sense because you can't cater your offense to your second best player, if your first best player, if your first option is eating off of the system, because we're looking at the system that they're running right now, and it's really, really benefiting Luka Doncic. We clearly see that. Tim Hardaway Jr., who's getting open looks, is being more aggressive off of the drives once he's getting the ball kicked past to him. Finney Smith, open threes. Maxi Kleber, open threes. It's, it's a system where 
a lot of a lot of things have been exposed about the Dallas Mavericks, and it may lead to the point where down the future, the Mavericks may have to look to shop Kristaps Porzingis because this system, as much as you want him to be great in this system, it may not be best for him. And I think that there's been opportunities where they could have won this series. Game three, they should have won that game. And I think that in a few of these games, I believe it was game one, he didn't play his best basketball. So if Luka Doncic, you really know how great of a player he is. If he can just get one player on his team that can that is on the same level as him, I'm talking about maybe like a like a Kawhi-level type player or even like a, I want to say, like a, a Damian Lillard type, type of talent. This Mavericks team will be insane to beat, and they'll be a very, very top team in the, in the Western Conference, which they already are. But we'll, we'll see. I hope they win game six so they can move on because it'll be very, very interesting to see what Luka does in the remaining of the playoffs. Yeah, uh, yeah. Luka Josh has been playing. He's unbelievable, man. I, I think he's a top five player, and I would definitely put him over 80. That's too easily, man. Like, he's mm. in the comp. 80, 80, but you, okay. Uh, okay, well, I mean – you okay. gotta push him out. Okay, okay. You gotta, you gotta I, I push well, my top out, five, man. my top five doesn't have Luke in it right now, though. That's the thing. Doesn't have Luke. My Andy top five Davis in there. No, no, no. Eighty's not in there. I have you know order. I have Steph. Okay. This is crazy. Well, well, Steph. Okay. This is right, right now, right now, right now. Not, not an order. No, no order, no order. Okay. Right now, right now. I have Steph. Okay. KD. Okay. I have Harden. Okay. I have Jokic. Oh damn. Okay. And I have Giannis. So I don't have Braun right oh. now. This is the thing. This this is right now. Now, if LeBron's fully healthy, you know, you know, LeBron you know, yeah, LeBron's LeBron's in there, no question. But this is that that's it right. That's it right now. So I just feel like I just feel like Luca's right there. He's look, he's he's at the door. He's knocking right now at the door. So we'll definitely see, right? We'll definitely see what's going on. I think he's in there, but I, I don't know if LeBron James can still maintain the top five conversation in the NBA still after next yeah, year. After I, next year, I can I mean, see it. It's, it's, it's time to push him back a little bit. You know, he's getting older. He's been, yeah. he'll, be, he'll be 37 next year. I would like to see Luke in there. Luke is a great player. I mean, he's he's the reason why. The, I mean, of course, he's the reason why the Mavericks are winning. But the things he's doing in the playoffs, unbelievable. You know, 40 and 10, uh, 40 and 12. I mean, he's able yeah, to. Yeah. I mean, they brought up an excellent an excellent point on TV. You know, he's what six five, six six, big body. Not the fastest, not the most athletic, but he's he's extremely yep. skillful. Can pull up yeah. in your face can have these little step back jumpers, nice crossover. And his passing ability is unbelievable. It's basically uh, his skip passing ability from the other side mm -hmm. of the court. And just, it's, 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 it's. He's it's a smart player. Yeah. Smartly, he's, it's smart and unbelievable, bro. The way he can pass the yeah. ball. He just and knows he, what to do. And he has like, what, five eyes in the back of his head. So it makes it much easier yeah. to pass the ball. So, I mean, and he has shooters like, Imagine if you give shooters like you put around Trey Young, you put around Trey Young and you get the Dallas Mavericks shooters, you put them on, you know, the Rockets. It doesn't matter, bro. Like, and you could talk about the Mavericks not even having like their offense. When you look at them on paper, like the guys on their team, they don't really wow you. It's just the fact that Rick Carlisle has a great mm -hmm. offense that really, really that's mm -hmm. great for Luka. So it really, really gets the most out of most of these guys. Tim Hardaway. Like, yeah, Tim Hardaway. Like, Tim Hardaway's a free agent this year. He has been balling out. He deserves whatever money. I, I think I tweeted that, Mark Cuban, make sure you send Tim Hardaway his check. Whatever you need to do, keep him on the team because when the moment has came, he's been ready for it. So you got to definitely there. keep him. He's been there. I remember he had, like, a crazy shot that was heavily contested, and he still made it. Net. The, the guy, the guy, the guy really just wants to. He he's a hooper. He's a hooper. At the end was of the day, that, he I think that wasn't the last minute of the fourth quarter. Yeah, last it was. Night. It was. Yeah, it was. It was and he the made last an incredible minutes. shot, and yeah. he saved them. Like I mean, he yeah. saved them. I mean, I think Tim Hardaway is the second best player on the team, 
And no, I think, no, yeah, for sure, for sure. I think, I think, I think Rick Carl should like maybe cater more, more to Tim Hardaway, and start giving more sets and actions to Tim Hardaway, and start making him the second best player on the team, and making May- KP the third option. So yeah, maybe, maybe even and that, and that would help out much better. And I think that would close yeah. the series out right there. Definitely in Dallas, you want to be able to cater more to Tim Hardaway and Luka Doncic. Like I would make, and I would make sure he would get his between like. He, bro, he can get between 22 and 25 million this offseason, bro. He should. That's what he should get. Nah, he definitely he definitely can. He definitely can get that. I, I wouldn't be money. shocked if they gave him around 26, 27, no more than 28. But, I mean, Ooh, you would guess. I don't know. Because I, 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 you still got to think about the fact that the Mavericks don't want to – they don't have their core yet. That's the thing. They don't have their three, their big three yet. So they still got to figure out who who is going to be going with Luka in the long run. I think that you should lock up Hardaway for sure. But they got to be careful because at the end of the day, you still need one more piece for this team. This team still needs another piece to add to Luca if you're going to get rid of KP. I mean, Luca. I mean, the team is fine, bro. You got shooters. Like, that's what you need. Like, Trey Young and Luca Doncic are in the most – they're in the perfect situations right now. Like, what this – is, this is what players dream of, bro. Like, I'm a great no, shooter, but I'm the point guard, and I'm surrounded by shooters, so I can really kick the ball out when I want to – when the when the paint is crowded in the pick and roll situations and, and I attack the paint and they crowd me and I can kick out to any shooter I want and they're gonna make it 70% of the time, I'm good to go. And you know, I mean, like I said, man, Trey Young and Luke Doncic are in the most perfect situations they can be in. And they they should they're gonna have they're gonna have a few rings if the owners and the GMs continue continue to build and do their jobs around those guys. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But man, Steve-O, man, um, this last question: This John Wall, if the Clippers lose this series, right? Kawhi Leonard has played great basketball; he's done his job. Paul George mm-hmm. has played better basketball as well, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we don't know what's going on. Is Ty, is Ty Lue the perfect fit? We see how he was in Cleveland with LeBron. I don't know what it is. Rondo's doing his job. I just think you know. I just think they got what they asked for when they when they chose the Mavericks. And you know, hey, it's it's going backwards for them. So I mean, if they lose a series, Kawhi goes to Miami or Golden State, and is it possible John Wall will be a Clipper next season? Um, I honestly think John Wall. I don't know where John Wall will will, will, will head to. He would definitely, but... bro. I'm gonna tell you this, bro. I remember asking him a question about the relationship between. Oh, I did see that. I did see yeah. that. I remember. I remember. I remember. I remember that. I did see that. I did see that. Yeah. Go ahead. And they had a they had a question. I asked him a question what his relationship was with Paul George. He gave a huge statement. And was like, "Yo, I love I love what I love. Me and Paul George are great friends. We hang out in L.A. He was sitting with his parents. He was sitting at his parents at, at Game One, and it's obvious he wants to be there. Um, I think he probably knows Kawhi's situation could possibly be ending, and he can see a little two a two guard combo between him and Paul George because they're good friends." Um, you know, uh, but they would have to give up a lot. They would have to create cap space. You know, they would have to possibly, you know, look at Reggie Jackson's future. Uh, Patrick Beverly, he'd be the first one to go. Would Markeith Morris be still there? I think he would be there. I think Morris would still be there. I would definitely look into trading some some valuable guards like Reggie Jackson or John Wall. I would date, I would take John Wall over Reggie Jackson. Of course, he's an all star. Reggie Jackson isn't, so Reggie Jackson would get the boot. Um, Look, uh, look, uh, what, uh, what's his name? Luke, Luke, uh, Luke, oh, Luke, 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 Lu
Some of these guys who have contracts on this team are getting the boot. And I don't then, even. Well, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. And then you and then you possibly give draft picks. And I don't think, and I, I would try, I, like, they can give at least three players and draft picks, but I would try, if I was the Rockets, I would get the draft picks and then you send the, you send it and we get one player. I would take Luke Kennard because it's upside and shooting. Um, if we get Patrick Beverly or Morris or another guard that's, that's uh, like who's near 30 or over 30, it's not, it's not going to benefit us because we have that already in Houston. I would just get draft picks and so we can build for the future. And they, and, and Kenny said it was a bad fit. And I'm trying to see, is it a bad fit? I think a bad fit for you. I think that if you're talking about a fit between two guys who play well together, um, I think history has shown that when two guys have a chemistry together to play well with each other, it's beneficially going to be good as long as you bring talent around them that uh, complement their play styles. My only issue with that is we got to think about what happens before that. So if the Clippers do lose this game tonight, they play, the, well, they play tomorrow. I'm sorry. They played them on Friday. If they lose that game. We got to talk about the fact that Kawhi Leonard will be gone. I think Kawhi Leonard will be leave, will leave this team. I think Paul George will be in a situation where you look at uh, Steve Ballmer. He's the, the, the owner, correct? Steve Ballmer for the Clippers? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to make a decision where if Kawhi decides, decides to leave this team, which I think he should and I think he will, if he leaves this team, you have to go in complete rebuild mode. Because when they traded for Paul George, remember – they weren't going to get Kawhi Leonard back in 2019 unless they got Paul George. And to get Paul George, you had to unload the clip on all of your draft picks, which was sent to the OKC Thunder. They have no draft picks of 2027 that they can draft for their own. And it's a situation where, yeah, you can bring John Wall to the team. You can have um, Paul George. But is that a move that's going to help you win championships right now? Because that's what they brought Kawhi and PG for. Because if you trade out Kawhi, who's going to be gone, and then bring in John Wall, I don't think you get better as a team. And at the end of the day, you still don't have no draft picks for the next few years. So they're in a situation where this is why this was, this was the biggest series for these guys. And I think a lot of people don't understand why they were tanking because they understand that we need to make a run. If we have to avoid the Lakers, avoid the Lakers. We have to make a run this year. We have to do something. And they faced the, the Mavs who wanted all the smoke and now have them against the wall ready to take them out of the, uh, the playoffs. So – Kawhi, he's an impending free agent. He may be gone. And if he leaves, you may be seeing the Clippers rebuild this offseason because they won't have anything to go with, even if they add uh, John Wall, too. But it's all, it all determines on what happens on Friday night because that's the biggest game of the Lake, the, not the Lakers, the Clippers franchise. So it is. It's going to be crazy. I don't know. I think that, and, it, and I don't want to be that type of guy where we talk bad about PG because PG played good basketball. I think. Um, he wasn't he wasn't as bad as last year. I think people are still gonna knock him just because it's PG. And Kawhi Leonard was so super efficient. Uh I don't think last the last night's game was super efficient, but he's been super efficient this entire series. So we have to at least give credit to that. They're just going up against a guy who is just playing better basketball, Luka Doncic. I mean, it's yeah, just... but yeah, but like before game what before game five last night, Kawhi was averaging right at 33 points a game, which is impressive. Yeah. But and he's been extremely efficient. Um, but uh, I just think you know they're going to. I think they're rebuild with. I think they're rebuild perfectly with John Wall and Paul George because they. And you can't really say that just because they're friends they'll be prominent on the court. Look at Russell Westbrook and James Harden. That didn't work at all. 
Oh, but, they they worked out. Come on now, they both made All NBA, and they were they, they, were the they did they did. They, I just were, they were good. I just blame the front office, man. I blame I blame that we didn't go out for luxury tax. Yeah. We didn't put the right players around. Yeah, them. shooting. I think the biggest issue. I think the biggest issue was trading Clint Capella. I think Clint Capella did not need to be traded. I think he was a. I think he was a good fit, and guys really wanted to go ahead and feed into that. Uh, small ball lineup and it's like Clint Capella you see what he's doing in Atlanta the guy is still good he's still solid like he's a he's and they a have shooters around there and I'm like and you exactly. don't take up much space anyways I think yeah. they, you know what I'm saying because they did they did it because Russell Westbrook most of his points come off the drives so if he can't get to the rack like that it's Clint Capella's fault because he's yeah. in the way but so, but yeah. I, I will I will add even when he was with the Wizards this year there's a there's a there's a good good young center in the Wizards Daniel Gafford yeah. And he, I, I honestly think he's going to be very, very nice in the future. And he I was like, be. well, if you keep Clint Capella, this is almost the same thing that he that he was doing with the Rockets. I mean, you just got to find a center that knows how to work the baseline, know how to space the floor at times to give guys opportunities to get to the rim. And Clint Capella is one of those guys who's actually good at that. Because when he played with James Harden, Clint Capella, just didn't, he didn't just sit in the, under the basket. I mean, at times he would sit near like the low block and be ready for the lob, but Clint Capella playing with P, uh, CP3 and James Harden has that IQ of knowing when to attack the rim and when to space out too. So he's a smart center. I just think that um, the back to the Clippers, that if they game six is their biggest game, both LA teams game six is this is it. They got to, they got to figure something out or it's going to be really, really very, very interesting. And obviously in, in definitely in the off season, we're going to have a really fun one. If, if those two teams do lose. Definitely. Definitely. But Steve, what were you going to say again? No, I was saying like, yeah, you still got the Warriors who are still looking out right now who can make some crazy moves. So they're coming. It's going to be interesting. This season is going to be very interesting, including next year's. Of course, man. But, dude, I want to thank you for coming on the podcast. It's good reconnecting. Last time I saw you, right? Dude, we were both in HEB shopping, and this is right. Oh, yeah. I was with my wife, and I was getting, uh, you know, I was getting some food for the house. I think we were cooking at night. I think it was lasagna. I don't remember, but it was lasagna, I think. But, uh, man, it was, uh, was she pregnant or was she pregnant? I think, I, I don't, I don't remember. I think she, wait, when, when is she, did she give birth last year? Last year, right? Yeah, she gave birth okay. around November. So, yeah. No, oh, yeah, 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 she's right. She's right. Yeah, I saw, I saw you back then. Yeah, I was doing like, was it like delivery service, something like that? Like some stuff like that. I was doing that stuff uh, back then a little bit. Yeah. But now nah, it was, yeah, man. This is, man, we've been doing this since back when uh, 2018, whenever Zach would just call us up, say, hey, man, want to be on the podcast? We want to talk some hoops. Man, we do yeah. it all the time. But it wasn't in there. It would be at Moody back at U of H. It's just, yeah. it was just, it was just fun, man. You know, it was, yeah, it was natural, yeah. bro. We used, to, we used yeah. to always have these huge debates, man. Yeah. We used to all scream at each other. We used to, we so used to fun. kill you in fantasy basketball, though. Fantasy basketball, we used to, yeah, that so was, I don't want, I don't want to tell nobody this because they're going to look at me sideways, <laughs> but I got fleeced. But, uh, by oh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I forgot the trade. I forgot the trade, but we, I remember we were in the chat. We we're like, bro, Zach, what's going on? Like, are you like, and then Kenise was trying to say, like, I don't know, it's a fair trade. I'm like, bro, what is he talking about? This is not fair at all. But <laughs> oh, nah, man. man. But I, I, it, I'm glad to see the growth, bro. For real. I, I know you, you'll, you'll tweet out whenever you're speaking to any NBA players. And it's crazy. Like, man, like, this is the guy that started off started off uh, a few years back. And he's already reaching his goals. And he's getting, he's getting even reaching his goals and doing even better. So that's just good to see, man. For real, yeah, for real, man. We're, yeah, we're getting close. But, man, like I said, it was great having you on the podcast, man. And. Hopefully, hopefully we can do this again, and hopefully, hopefully next time we can do it in the group podcast. And oh, I think one sure. day, I think eventually, bro, when I get big enough, 
I'll probably bring Kanis on so we can all laugh. At him. <laughs> oh, yeah. Kanis, Kanis would be funny, man. For sure. Yeah. But again, thanks for having me. You know, YouTube is out there, you know, just putting out content continuously throughout the playoffs. You guys, if you guys enjoy the content, of course, subscribe to DJ Steve on YouTube. Follow me on social accounts, uh, DJ underscore Steve on Twitter and DJ underscore Steve on Instagram as well. So, sir. There you go, man. It's a wrap, man. Thanks, Steve. Yes, sir. Be smooth, bro.